You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Who is Godzilla? Well, if you've been living under a rock for the past, I don't know, several decades, you're probably wondering that. And if that's the case, we're here to help. Because today on Systematic Ecology, we're going to be talking about the greatest lizard to ever live next to Reptar, who was inspired by Godzilla. Godzilla. Hey guys, welcome back to your favorite Christian geek podcast who's willing to go to any of the geek realms, whether it's these kaiju films, whether it's Marvel, DC, professional wrestling, anime, Disney, it's all here. And we love Jesus, and that's all okay. And if you're okay with that, then hey, I want to let you in on a little secret. Come in here. So we have this thing. It's called Patreon. You give us money, and we give you more episodes. So just head on over, patreon.com slash systematic ecology. Tell someone I sent you there. I don't get any of the money, but just tell them I sent you. And we'll give you some extra content. Okay? Sounds great. Hey, I'm one of your hosts for today's episode, Brandon Knight. I'm a seminary student. And recently... What have I been geeking out on? I've been watching Batman Beyond, which is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. If I was to sit here and rank out my top five favorite cartoons. Hey, guys, I just came up with a new episode. Top five favorite cartoons of all time. I think Batman Beyond would be right near the tippity top of that list. All right. I am TJ Blackwell. I am another host. Uh, I do a few episodes here on Systematic Ecology, and uh, I've really been geeking out on Elden Ring. I bet no one saw that coming if they've been listening to the show for the past month. It's just so good. We just recorded an episode together with TJ yesterday. How many more hours have you put in since then? Like four. (laughs) Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Some some people came over. So he slowed him down. Yeah. (laughs) Darn friends. Uh, I am Joe. I am a broadcaster, a podcaster, and uh, recently I have been geeking out on The Witcher. Um, uh, going through where we almost finished uh, season one, going to jump right into season two, and and it's certainly a show. It's it's definitely interesting. We'll have a lot to talk about once that episode comes. <laughs> So again, we're here today to talk about the greatest lizard of them all, Godzilla. If you've been around Geekology for a while, you know that there are corners. And when you look at the graphic and you see certain hosts are together, you know what you're getting yourself into. If you see that TJ and Will are on an episode together, most likely something sci-fi related. TJ and Kino, most likely an anime thing. Josh and myself, usually something Lord of the Rings. Joe and I, we have this very quirky, unique corner. It's it it's pro wrestling, it's horror, it's 90s nostalgia love. And every once in a while, somebody like TJ comes over to our corner and says, Hey guys, can I come over and hang out? I did not anticipate you to want to come hang out here in the Godzilla corner. This reminds me, Joe, of back when Will wanted in on the Ultraman episode. So that TJ, surprised me too. That surprised you too. Yeah, that came from nowhere. (laughs) But TJ, why don't you go first? Why do you appreciate Godzilla? Let's just start there. Why do we love Godzilla so much? Well, 
I, like many others, as a, a young boy, uh, loved dinosaurs. Hmm. And then I saw Godzilla, who is, you know, to a kid, basically just a giant, awesome dinosaur. So since then, been pretty easy. Uh, I love everything about most Godzilla iterations. Most. Uh, but he's awesome. Giant lizard. Sometimes nuclear fire. Most of the time. Usually not. Or one time. Not. Uh, it's just cool. You know, the defender of Earth. It's just awesome. I can't, you know. Base instincts. Cool lizard. Cool. This is like child boyhood childhood what do you like dinosaurs what would make a dinosaur even cooler shooting nuclear fire out of its mouth that's what would make it cooler mm -hmm. joe how about you how'd you get yeah into i got Godzilla? a second a lot of that you know <laughs> you you have you know small small boys what are they into they're into dinosaurs. i wasn't necessarily really into dinosaurs it was more about there being a giant fire breathing uh dragon looking thing you know, mm -hmm. that was more of the connection point where it's dragons rather than dinosaurs per se. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because for as a kid, it was that, um, you know, fire breathing dragon aspect of it and, and all mm -hmm. of that. But growing up and like as I as I got older, I have an appreciation for the era of Godzilla where like you can see the strings you can oh, yeah. see the fact that it is a giant model just being moved around and like the appreciation for the schlock and B movie <laughs> of it all. If you look hard enough, sure. There are some uh, iterations of Godzilla that are more polished and uh, you know, a lot of people would find cooler and all of that kind of stuff. But you know, I, I think that there's a lot of different aspects of Godzilla to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. For sure. There's so many different eras of Godzilla and all of them have their perks. Even the 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 strings and the guys in rubber suits doing basic judo moves on each other. Those are the best ones of them all. For me, you know, again, we're all kind of coming from this era of Jurassic Park when dinosaurs were really cool and I know TJ you're you're younger than both of us but we were all kind of around for Godzilla 2000 that was my you know the one with Matthew Broderick and um Hank Azaria Hank Azaria is in it right mm -hmm. I think so yeah yeah like I can remember there was a mall down the road from me growing up they had a toy store inside of it and i would go in there and there was they had a cardboard cutout of godzilla but they had it constructed so that way it looked like his feet were coming through the roof like godzilla was like dropping into the toy store that that's my childhood i have that childhood memory for whatever reason permanently ingrained in my memory like godzilla has made such a lasting impact and just dinosaur media in in general like to this day they're still making jurassic park there's a jurassic world movie coming out in june this year i believe like this is we love dinosaurs and we love watching dinosaurs try to kill us for some reason we really like this idea let's go back to the beginning 
Joe, I feel like I pivoting to you might be a good point on this one. Godzilla at the beginning, black and white. What is the origin of Godzilla? Well, Godzilla um, is in in so many different respects um, a representation piece, and that representation has changed throughout throughout the eras and things like that. Um, but you're talking 1954, um, and you're you're talking about the beginning of all of the most iconic things and it's it was the first one that it was the first iteration where he was not the good guy right Mm -hmm. correct he was evil right and so you know it's this it's this idea of with everything that happened in japan and the nuclear fallout and all of those kinds of things that you see the um the implication is jumping off of the page, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When when you see the full context of what that version of Godzilla is. So, you know, while, while it's campy and it's ridiculous and all of that kind of stuff, it is laying the groundwork for what the the finer points that have been adapted throughout the different iterations as mm-hmm. Godzilla has made that transition from being a bad guy to a good guy. It's true. TJ, would you like to walk us through this uh, transition at all? Like we start off with this bad guy. So what, what changes? How do we go from Godzilla, the evil villain to Godzilla, the hero, the defender of the earth? Right. I think it was after they released Godzilla, the first one, uh, they kind of realized like, Hey, people love this. What do we do? Add more monsters. True. Add more monsters. And we're going to watch them fight Godzilla. And of course, you want Godzilla to stay in the movies. So it just makes sense for us to align with Godzilla, the main character. Mm -hmm. And you get that kind of... I want to say it's kind of gradual to where nowadays he's just full-on defender of Earth not really in question mm-hmm. you know that's just what godzilla does and it's just kind of gradually you know he is a giant evil lizard here to destroy us all to hey he's gonna kill this other giant evil lizard for us that's cool we're still not friends with him but that's cool and it's just kind of you know more and more especially in the cartoon they were like full on like godzilla has a rank like he's he's part of us. Yes. But I don't know. I haven't seen I don't think I have seen all 36 Godzilla movies. Definitely not in order. To, Can we to pause and just all. let that soak in for a second? All 36 Godzilla films. We like to make fun of how many Halloween films there are. There is 36 Godzilla films that are all somehow loosely connected to each other. Mm-hmm. But it's this gradual turn, right? Yeah. You know, it is kind of, well, I want to say it's a little quick at first because mm-hmm. it is in the second or third movie where it's like uh, Godzilla is the anti hero now. He's not just evil. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, it's get closer and closer gradually. Mm-hmm. At least human, humans and Godzilla do. Okay. Joe, you were going to say something. Yeah. The, it's, it's important to note that the original um, Godzilla was actually killed in the movie by uh, the oxygen destroyer. I think they called it. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, basically plot device number five the to, to kill the <laughs> yeah to, to, to kill the thing but you know so so they that when they when the showa era of godzilla began it, the idea was that it was an, the existence of another godzilla and so that was how they kind of i guess justified this turn that they wanted to make because like tj said you know it's human humans are not new when they find a money-making proposition they will milk it until they for every single cent that they possibly can and if the people are with the um you know if people are with the monster then obligatory pro wrestling reference for whenever brandon and i are on the show then of course they're going to turn him face they're not going to keep him a heel you know what I mean? So they've got, you know, you see, you see this progression as, and like, like TJ said, it's, it's a perfect built in thing, right? Because what do we like besides dinosaurs, dinosaurs fighting other dinosaurs. We like big oh, yeah. things going bam, bam, bam. We were all five-year-old boys at one point in time. And so when, when you have these movies, it's ripe for that to be able to throw in another uh, monster, throw in another Mm. monster. And a lot of times you're talking about repurposed stuff from other kaiju properties or other Japanese properties that for the eagle-eyed observer that's really well-versed in Japanese media, especially older Japanese media, you'll see that some of these uh, some of these concepts were either reused in Godzilla or the Godzilla th- property was used reused in things like Ultraman and different tokusatsu. Mhm. Yeah. Well, let's dig just, into this. Oh no, go ahead, TJ. Yeah, go ahead. I was I was just going to talk about the sheer number of Godzilla villains. I yeah. I don't think I could name even half of them. Really? There's no oh, yeah. way. And that's actually the direction I wanted to take this is let's let's dig into some of these additional kaiju monsters because there are a ton. We're not going to get through all of them, but there are a few to some degree. For those of you who are truly like unfamiliar with Godzilla media, to some degree, this is Japanese culture version of the Universal Monster films from way back in the day in that there were a number of different characters and at times they were all brought together to varying degrees all in the same film to battle it out or to work together or to whatever so there are a couple that could be considered household names in this category ultraman is one of them godzilla crossed over onto ultraman way back in the day who are some of these other like household everyone should know this kaiju monster probably Ghidorah. Okay. Yeah, King Ghidorah is probably the one that I would reach for. Maybe Mothra, Mechagodzilla. Yeah, uh, King Kong. Uh, you could count him. You know, not Japanese, True. but... True. King Kong has definitely, especially now in the... Is it Warner Brothers who are making these newer ones? Um, I think it's Warner Brothers who's doing so. the... You know, they have made Godzilla, or excuse me, King Kong, like 
a major character in this universe that they're building now with Godzilla versus Kong, Mothra, uh, King Ghidera, um, Mecha Godzilla is as campy as it gets. Like mm-hmm. that is just plain seventies silliness. There, we've run out of monsters. All right, make him a robot. Yep. Oh, uh, Legendary Studios is doing Legendary it. Studios. That's who it is. Mm. No, Legendary Studios. But I, I love the whole Mega Godzilla thing. I was extremely hyped when Mega Godzilla showed up in uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That was love great. It. Because I I knew it was going to happen, and it was completely worth going and seeing anyway. Uh, just to hear the roar in a theater, I'll go watch oh. the worst movie on the planet if it has Godzilla's roar in a theater. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Josh, we're going to need the Godzilla roar just like peppered in throughout this episode. Thank you. Yeah. Headphone warning. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, Is there any of these movies throughout the 36 run that you would say, hey, you should go watch this one or watch these couple of films and why? Final Wars. Final Wars. I love it. It is Kaiju duking it out. It gets a little space invadery. And you get to watch Godzilla shove a tree down another kaiju's throat. Extremely yep. entertaining. And you know, it looks you know, it looks goofy. It looks bad. And it's fantastic. And he plays soccer with one of them, like he kicks one of them <laughs> into a mountain. It's so good. <laughs> if you can't tell you know, this is this is worth pausing. There is a whole demographic uh, that TikTok likes to make fun of called film bros. And those are the guys who will only watch certain films because they are X, Y, Z. These are the guys who love Quentin Tarantino, who want to be Brad, Kitt, Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club. So when you start talking about this type of films where we are three grown men who are like, yeah, we like watching dinosaurs smack each other. Like, that's all that this is. There's, you know, there is some heavier stuff in that original Godzilla film, for sure. And there is times where the whole Defender of the Earth type of stuff comes up. But for the most part, we are here to hear Godzilla scream really loud and shove a tree down someone's throat. Like, that is what we're here for. We don't want anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds yeah. me, TJ, we did this episode recently on Dying Light 2. Sometimes we just want to see zombies get killed. It doesn't have to be a good story. Just mm-hmm. want to watch a little carnage every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I would say also Godzilla Earth, the animated movies that are on Netflix, hugely underrated. I love okay. them. I have hugely not seen underrated. Hmm. Yeah, they're great. There's three of them. They're awesome. They're so cool. And Godzilla is literally the biggest Godzilla ever. It is It is great. And nice. he's very, very powerful. Cool. I'll have to go check those out. I haven't seen those yet. Joe, how about you? If you were to refer people to go check out certain Godzilla films, which ones would they be? 
You know, I would I would have to say that there's a soft spot in my heart for the original King Kong versus Godzilla from 63. Um it's it's one of those those movies that just is just two giant monsters slapping seven shades of nonsense out of each other. Just <laughs> that's really what it is. You know what I mean? And along those same lines, <clears throat> Uh, destroy all monsters is another one mm. that is just giant crossover. There's there's all kinds of chaos and nonsense and kaiju battles and all of that kind of stuff happening. And you know, yes, I do want to I do want to circle back to something that you said that these different eras, all you know, the the first one kind of drips that nuclear expression sort of representation to it but there are different messages across the different eras of Godzilla the you know over-reliance on acts of war down to the power of the earth and Mm -hmm. all of these different things and so two people yes these all do have a you know, greater meaning or a subtext to them or something along those lines. But there is a layer of just going to watch a movie and shutting your brain off and watching a big reptile fight a giant gorilla and just have a good time doing it, you know? Yeah. 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 The new Godzilla Kong is also very good. Yes. My opinion. It's awesome. King Kong has an X. I do like these legendary films that are coming out. I don't know if they're still doing them or if they were just trying to get to Godzilla versus Kong because, you know, for the most part, everything has to have a cinematic universe now. So I don't know. Maybe there's more coming, but those are very good. And that's where you get a little bit more Godzilla in his evolution reminds me a lot on the DC end of things of Swamp Thing. You know, this character who's kind of like a I'm here for the Earth. I'm here because I was here before you and I'm taking care of the Earth. Just kind of stay out of my way and leave me alone. Now, I like the Swamp Thing character, and to some degree, that's what we see a lot in the Godzilla films of this, like, this was mine, then you all showed up, then you nuked each other, and now I'm really pissed about it. And that's the summary of what happens and all the reasons why all these different monsters show up along the way is that we have invaded their territory. We've invaded their space. And there, Godzilla is here to take care of his home. The mm. horror movie historian in me would have to say, you, you need to watch the original. If you've never seen the original, especially the one with that they reshot for America, where they inserted Ray, Raymond Burr from Perry Mason is is added in as a character. And it's just like these random scenes and kind of bad Photoshop of just like trying to add him into throughout the film so that way there's an american in it basically was that's how they pitched yeah. it was let's just grab. put an american yeah what a grab perry mason yep. yeah <laughs> that'll make people go watch godzilla <laughs> that brings that's what brings the nerds to the yard let's throw perry mason in it um but yeah if you've never seen that one 
Like it's a classic. It's a classic of fit of horror films. You got to check that one out too. Also really enjoy son of Godzilla because that's the silliness at its ultimate highest is when they give Godzilla a child. Yeah. Mm. It's so interesting to me that we can point to all of the many missteps that America has had with the Godzilla franchise. You know, they mm-hmm. literally, the, like, so they kill off Godzilla in Japan. America gets the, the, they strike an agreement for America to be able to make a Godzilla. And then that basically spawns Japan making another Godzilla and starting the millennium era of Godzilla and specifically distancing itself from the dumpster fire that was the American Godzilla and just totally distancing from, from all of that. And it's so interesting to me that you look at these different American adaptations until it wasn't until legendary stepped in and started making these movies that they just, tried to make too much sense out of it or tried to throw too many, you know, story beats into it and things mm-hmm. like that. And just wouldn't just keep it b- a bunch of Kaiju just beating the tar out of each other for the stake of the earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And even legendary's first Godzilla, 2014 Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that one, Japan was like, he's too fat. You made Godzilla fat. He's not supposed to be fat. And they made Shin Godzilla in response. Shin Godzilla's great. Shin Godzilla's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Shin Godzilla and Godzilla are like completely separate entities. Okay. They share almost nothing in common. But Shin Godzilla is awesome. He like he shows up and he's evolves into a stronger and stronger Godzilla until he's, you know, wiping out Tokyo. And it implies that he would never stop evolving if he wasn't uh, killed. How'd they kill him? I think they used the uh, oxygen destroyer again. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. No, they're like, yeah, he, he never would stop. He would just become the ultimate universe destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Really crazy. A giant dinosaur comes up and it's just going to wipe us all out now. We're worried about zombies. What if there's a Godzilla living in the core of the earth and he's finally just mad at us? But yeah, Joe, I agree. There is something about when America works on Godzilla and the, the legendary films are good. They are good. Obviously, apparently we made Godzilla a little too fat, but if America's going to do it, I guess that kind of makes sense that he would be a little bit chunkier. Why not? That that seems like an error we would make. Um, the, those are good, but I go back to that 2000 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. That more movie's kind of boring as an adult now. Like there is a little bit of like nostalgia worked in there from being a kid and knowing that this movie was coming out. It was, it was definitely for me. I was of the age where I was too young and I was not happy about it that I could not go see this Godzilla film. But then when I was a little bit older and finally saw it, I was like, Oh, this movie's kind of boring. I just want, just want Godzilla smacking stuff. 
care about well that's the (laughs) that's the funny thing is like for me i i had source material to base it off of because i had already seen some of the the japanese stuff by the Mm -hmm. time that that came out and so to me even as a kid it was boring because it just it wasn't it is absolutely the antithesis it's almost like america watch what japan did and said wait a minute what we need to do guys follow me make a movie that is exactly the opposite of what japan does with godzilla guys it'll make millions you know what i mean and it's Mm. almost like they took the ip and created something entirely different out of Mm. it just based off of a giant lizard messing stuff up yeah and i i will say i think i like that godzilla more than most people just because i think sneaky godzilla is terrifying like, what do you mean you can't find the massive dinosaur that is just in the city? Where is it? Why don't <laughs> you know true. where it is? That's true. How bad are you at your job that you cannot find a lizard that's as big as one of these buildings? Sneaky guy. Yeah. Like, how is how is he hiding from three helicopters? What are you guys doing? <laughs> But, you know, it's a little suspenseful. I, You know, I just like it. Mm-hmm. I like to watch it. That's fine. That's fine. Did either one of you watch the cartoon? I know that there was a cartoon out there in that time as well. Yeah. So I didn't watch the cartoon, but I was on vacation one year, just chilling at the vacation house. And they had, I don't even know what TV service they had, but I was just looking through it and they had the Godzilla cartoon. I was like, what? So I watched like. 15 episodes just sat there all day great vacation, vacation well spent <laughs> yeah. so i did i've seen some of it but you know not really intentionally but it was good okay yeah i mean as i feel like as a kid watching the the animated stuff was everything a kid would want it to be because you see Godzilla and he's one of the he you know he's one of us and he's one of the good guys and you know, working alongside mankind and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's very emblematic of, of the, you know, an American attempt to make an animated Godzilla uh, series, but that's not necessarily bad for what it is. You know what I mean? If you accept Mm -hmm. that it is what it is kind of like watching the American, the, those, 2000 era you know the america the american godzilla if you understand that it is something different than what you're used to then that goes a long way of forgiving what it isn't and all of those kinds of things like i look to something like godzilla king of the monsters and it's just a battle royale of kaiju just all kinds of nonsense going on and everything like that. And that to me is like, what if I tune into Godzilla, what do I want to see out of my Godzilla? I want to see monsters just going at it, big kaiju battles, all of that kind of stuff. It's what I tune in for. But if there's anything that something like Godzilla shows, it's that you can in the right hand and honestly given enough time, have this same character 
represent different things to different people and be able to give different things in different storylines, different, different story beats, character beats, things like that to different people on different occasions. This is a cool character. This is a very unique character, not just because it's giant kaiju smacking the mess out of each other, but because as Joe was saying, it has gone through so many different variations and so many different eras and two completely different countries, even making media of this character that there's a little bit of something from for everybody. If you're here just for cheesy horror, well, good, good news for you. There's plenty of that here for Godzilla. And if you want something a little bit more serious, if you want, you know, a little bit of refinement pinkies up when you're, watching kaiju smack each other there's that too you know that's kind of the legendary films there's a little bit of something for everybody here when it comes to godzilla mm-hmm. and you just you know scroll through the 36 movie catalog get a quick synopsis of each one and just choose it just watch that one for sure i don't know yeah. even where you would get a lot of these movies though is there there's there should be a streaming service for just kaiju that has to exist it might i kind of doubt it we should make that we should make that i don't know how to obtain rights to films but we should definitely that should be a real thing there's a streaming service for everything there's one just for martial art films i've found and it's super cheap and i need it in my life so there should be one for just kaiju films but the real thing I want to ask you all today is who are the kaiju monsters in your life? That's the second time today I've used that joke, and I love it. You know, we're we're a Christian podcast. If you haven't gotten that from the title, we're a Christian podcast. So, but we're a geek podcast. We like we have hobbies outside of just reading our Bibles. I think that's something that Christians sometimes some Christians, don't you think they don't have hobbies? Why is that? I have no idea. I I know a lot of those people. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing my brothers and sisters in Christ, but there are some people who like, they don't have hobbies. Where does that come from? Put away childish things is something that has, that is so misquoted and so misused that there are a lot of people who have been taught that just just liking something, just sitting here. We've come together, three people that otherwise probably wouldn't even know each other, come together to geek out about things that they're passionate about, things that they enjoy, all of that kind of stuff. And there have been an unfortunate number of people who have been taught that that's wrong, that that idea of liking a cartoon or liking something like a giant monster movie and things like that isn't okay. And I think that that it's a twofold issue where either you have people that just, if it's not God related, then it's not okay. That I don't Mm -hmm. have hobbies outside of going to youth group and going to Sunday service and going to Tuesday service and going to Thursday prayer night and all of those kinds of things. And, or you have the people that are closeted about it that just will not admit to the fact that they like these kinds of movies or that they like different things. They like different shows or different things like that. I was just in a, in a, um, like a study group with a group based out of Colorado 
that the the pastor made a comment about watching Witcher, and there you could tell it made people uncomfortable that hmm. he said that he liked a show like that because oh it's a pastor he shouldn't be allowed to watch those kinds of that's not okay you know what I mean like don't get me wrong mm-hmm. I I there's a reason why each one of the episodes that you hear me talk about Witcher in the intro uh, be be careful if you have kids don't watch it when a little kid is right there you know what I mean that's a, absolutely a TJ show that is you furiously want to... shaking his head no <laughs> yeah exactly Witcher's not for kids not at all but just because it's not a kid not not for kids doesn't mean that it's not for christian adults and i think that that's something that we need to get past that we can watch things other than disney and veggie tales and we're not committing a sin by doing so yeah what i've seen for a lot of people is that maybe they give up media like superhero movies and comic books and kaiju films they're not part of their their life anymore but what i oftentimes see is that they take up it's there's always a void like you have to have something to do to fill your time and so murder mystery novels and sports especially soccer why do christians love soccer so much and the TJ shrugs um, like I've always or woodworking and hunting and fishing and like, hey, let's not watch a movie about two giant lizards smacking each other. Instead, let's just go shoot a deer instead. Like that's the logical jump that we make for some reason. And it's it fascinates me. Christians and hobbies fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah, that I being, think. Oh, go ahead. Well, I th- I think that this is a conversation that takes a lot of different flavors. I think this takes a lot of different avenues and, and specifics that, you know, you, you have to tote the line of not painting everything with a giant brush. You know what I mean? And I think for me, in the way that I approach something like this, it's there's a a bit of a harder edge to the way that I say things about it that I call when I call these things out because I've simply am the youngest Christian out of out of the the group. I did not grow up indoctrinated into all of this, and you can't have hobbies and all of those kinds of things, and and so. You know, when whenever you address these kinds of things, it's it's as problematic to say that a majority of Christians are like this as it is to say anybody who watched these things is in sin. And mm. I, I I think that when you when you take out anything that is that doesn't have a good Christian message to it and all of that, that naturally speaking, that gets replaced with. Well, I have to do more things that are church centric. I have to do th- do mm-hmm. more things that are, you know, I, I'm all I'm all for the people that are, you know, this is just this is family time. We do family activities. Sure. We don't, you know, I, that that's great that you're building memories and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between bi- building memories and specifically cutting things out because the spirit told you to do that air quotes intended behind that. And again, this is why we need to have for the Patreons, the video portion of this, because you have Italians <laughs> like me who sit here directing traffic and trying to land an airplane in the middle of the conversation. 
Big, big gesticulator over here. <laughs> also, I, I do want to piggyback a little bit off of not the Italian hand moving part, but the what you said just before that, that there is also a difference between tossing out a hobby and just not being into something. You know, if you're a Christian and you're just not into the idea of giant dinosaurs smacking each other, like the three of us are going to kind of look at you weird. But in the grand scheme of things, if it's not for you, it's not for you. You know, there's a difference there. I'm not an outdoorsy person. I, I might go for a walk in our local park every once in a while, but sleeping on the ground in a tent sounds like a horrible way to spend a weekend. And some people love it. Like, it's fine. What I'm getting at more is this idea of completely tossing out a hobby because you think it's evil. That being all said, is there any redemptive qualities that you can pull from Godzilla? I love this idea of being a defender of the earth. I really think that not to sound like the woke tree hugger in the conversation, but I really think that as Christians, we do have a responsibility to take care of the earth for you know it's part of our it's part of our process of being good stewards of what's given to us of we're going to take care of what we have for future generations sake is there any other like very you know maybe weak things that you can pull from godzilla for the Uh, christian audience don't nuke japan i think it's a very strong christian message let's not kill everybody yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that stuff can be summed up as, you know, nuclear war bad. There's the episode yeah. of the the episode title. You know what I mean? It's true. It, 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 but, you know, you can go into this whole thing of, you know, the the redemption of Godzilla and the 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 dark origin of Godzilla but moving into being more of an anti-hero and defender of earth and all of those kinds of things there are if you look hard enough the seven core story points i think it is that can be found in any story you know mm-hmm. there's they're just readapted into what to fit that particular version yeah agreed well on that note should we start wrapping things up before we head out of here guys do we have any recommendations for our audience go go watch godzilla earth if you like the first one watch the other two if you don't like the first one watch it again uh it'll grow <laughs> and on you like it <laughs> yeah you will like it yeah you can retake the test it's okay <laughs> joe how about you um i would i would say you know go back get a foundation for what for what godzilla is watch the original and then if what you're looking for is more nuanced storytelling um maybe go the american route of of the american godzilla movies if you're looking for something that's just kaijus slapping each other and all of that i would say either go for things like final battle things like um destroy all monsters you know things like that but also you can go the modern legendary route of of king of the monsters godzilla versus kong okay and as for me, I would like to 
circle the wagons a bit here and remind everybody, hey, there's also this great show called Ultraman that you should definitely check out. Um, love Ultraman. Same kind of concept of, hey, let's not nuke Japan and let's take care of the Earth and care about other people. By the way, he's a space superhero and he's going to fight the giant kaiju this time. Basically sums it up. Um, and you can find a lot of those old 60s episodes on YouTube. A lot of them are for free just right there on YouTube. I think a lot of the shows, uh, other spinoffs are on Crunchyroll. And Netflix has their own anime version. I have not watched it yet. Oh, man. I, I was a big, big fan of the, the Netflix uh, Ultraman series. TJ, where can people find you if they want to keep up with you? Well, you can find me uh, right here, wherever you're listening to this. I'm on the show fairly often. Uh, you can go to systematicecology.org, click hosts, and find my name, TJ Blackwell. To read a little bit about me, I'm not sure what's there. So somebody <laughs> get to that, let me know. I really don't remember. Uh, you can also find me on the Whole Church Podcast, where I you know, record episodes with one of our other co-hosts, uh, Joshua Knoll. By the way, I do have to say, I don't remember what your bio says on Systematic Ecology, but when I went to the whole church website and scrolled down and saw your bio on there, that one made me giggle. So go read that bio instead. Joe, where can people yeah. find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, the rest of the socials, um, anywhere you, that you can find podcasts at either Buddy Walk with Jesus or uh, Kingdom on the Road. I am live on Facebook six out of the seven days a week. So look and you'll find me. You can find my show, My Seminary Life, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm a, all three of us are on that host list on Systematic Ecology. It's kind of a one-stop shop for all of your hosts. If you want to find any of our projects, you can also find the show on social media, My Seminary Life Pod. Go to our website, systematicecology.org, especially if you would like us to cover any of those films in depth. Maybe you're like, hey, tell me more about Mega Godzilla or Shin Godzilla or why did Matthew Broderick think it was a good idea to make this movie? Well, we would like to figure that one out ourselves, too. So let us know if you want some more Godzilla or Kaiju in your life. We could break down Mantra and the other ones for you. And remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.